Hello, welcome to a very late episode 49 of Brutendo's Weekly Brew. I'm your host, Ralph, and joining me today is Dave and two special guests, Chuck, a.k.a. Chuckzilla, and Ray, a.k.a. Ray Rewired. How are you guys doing today? Amazing. <laughs> awesome. You guys hanging in there? Um, you talking about our penises? No, that was, that was before the show. We can't talk about that now. But uh, okay. let's go around. And we'll, we'll let the we'll let our special guests Chuck oh. and, and Ray start us off. What you, what have you guys been playing recently? We'll start with Chuck. Have I recently been playing? I've been playing. Oh, I. Shoot, what have I been playing? I tried the demo for was it Back for Blood or whatever. Okay, the the beta. What'd you think of? Yeah, that? it was pretty good. There was only one game type, though, right? It was. Uh, I liked it a lot. The four on four, and I think it was like mm-hmm. one wave. Is, one people are one group is like the humans, and another one's like the wave of zombies. Yeah. Yeah, I got my my butt kicked, and I, I played it once, and I was done. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the only thing I've been playing. I haven't been really playing anything. Who um, are you playing, Chuck? The Back for Blood. Oh. What is that? Like, uh, Left for Dead Part Two. Oh, uh, okay. Part three? Yeah, Left for Dead Two came out, but it sucked. Oh, okay. Damn, I forgot about Part Two. I always get that in <laughs> Dead, Dead Island con- confused. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, Ray. What have you been up to? Uh, so. I've been in and out of Yakuza 0 for like a couple months now. I play just a little bit at a time. It's a good game, but I'm just, it's just, uh, I get, I, I accomplish almost nothing when I play it because I'm doing so many, I think my brother talked about this too. I'm doing so many side quests, like everything you bump into, you want to complete it and then you, you don't progress the story at all. So I, I dabble in that, you know, every now and then. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, what, Black Ops 4? Is that the newest? Or the the one that was recently free. Cold I don't know. Oh, been yeah, playing. Four, yeah. Cold, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nixon. I've been playing that. Uh, uh, sorry, is that the one with uh, Ronald Reagan? No, I'm just playing the 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 mall. Oh, yes. Okay. I, and I've been I've been playing multiplayer mostly on that. Just to kind of get. I haven't played Call of Duty in a long time. I'm getting back in the swing of things. You know, sometimes I'm I'm the worst person on the losing team, and sometimes I'm top three on the winning team. But you know, it's all I'm all over the place. Play, I haven't unlocked you play all the, the good shit. Mode or no? I did once. Uh, I just I haven't gotten into it. Uh, it. When it was free, the first day I, I opened it up, they had gun game. I guess they do like weekly, or not weekly, every day. Like yeah. there's a certain mode that's there that's not all consistently there. Yeah, and I saw gun game and I got stoked and I thought it was there regularly, but it's not because I love gun games. I used to love gun games and Counter Strike and DOD and stuff. Um, and then today I started Symphony of the Night. I played that for maybe like an hour and a half. Uh, and God, I love that game. Like that's one of those games that just doesn't get old. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. But I, I, I don't remember everything. You know, back in the day, I could play that game and know where where every wall I could break is and every item. And it's like I feel like I don't know it at all anymore. I got to relearn it. But other than that, it's still fun. Oh yeah, it's not very linear either. I think I tried picking it up again, and you're like wandering linear. around, like trying to find where your next spot is. Exactly, but like back in the day, I played it so much. Like I could have started like ten years ago. I could have fired up a new game and known the most efficient path for the game like right away. I, I don't remember it at all anymore. 
Yeah, you should. Oh, you don't know it? Because I was going to say, um, I should start a series called Batman Beyond, where uh, I play a video game that you guys all played, but you guys guide me through it in the earpiece. And uh, That's a really good idea. Yeah, 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 because I suck at a lot of games, and you guys are old. You're going to die soon, but before you die, I want, I want to tell you, like, I want you to help me beat the game. You know what I mean? That's a great idea. Yeah. That is a really good idea. Yeah. But I'm not going to go through with it, so you guys can use it. I don't give a fuck. We'll do it. You guys can be in the chat room watching me. Yeah, but you can't use the Batman Beyond trailer thing, because that's my thing. You can not you can do it the thing, but you can't say Batman Beyond. That's like, I'm Terry, and you guys can be Batman, so... Okay, we'll just, we'll just use the man in the chair analogy. Yeah, yeah. Chair. Yeah. Guy in the chair. All right, well, what about what about you, Dave? What have you been up to? Oh, I just beat, uh, I think, Manhunt. I just beat, like, four months ago. But um, I've been playing Parasite Eve. I went to the beginning of it. Rayman, the first one. Um, I'm still playing We Happy Few. And I got I got longer on that one. Like, uh, what is that? Hours. We Happy Few? It's pretty interesting because um, it takes place in 1960s uh, England, and uh, it's independent, like, video game and all that, but it's just, like, everybody has to take pills to be happy, no matter what, to erase their past, and they have to wear happy masks or put happy masks on. So there's, so you start off as a journalist, kind of like in 1984, you're like, oh, this is fake news, we're going to burn this, this is a real, you know, stuff like that. He decides mm-hmm. one day he's not going to take his uh, pills anymore. And so he starts seeing the world as it really is, and the colors in the game change. It's not bright and happy anymore. It's just, like, dark and nasty. And oh, that's awesome. So, like, you, you're still kind of high when you go to the first party. And you, you, like, you hit a pinata, and we're all, everybody's eating candy, but then it runs out, the drug runs out, and you find out you're eating a possum, and everybody's just eating the guts. And, and they're like, hey, we got a downer here. This guy's a downer, you know, because you're supposed to be happy, and you're taking the drug called Joy. And so you're not you're not doing it, so you're just running away from the cops, and um, and that's where I'm at. You're kind of just running away, and you're kind of like an out, you know, it's kind of weird, but it's, it's very interesting. So it was only ten bucks, and um, I, I'm enjoying it right now so far. So it's got that Bioshock vibe. Um, that one, and then Psychonauts is another one that I've been playing. So, um, how do how do you like? Yeah, that's about it. Psychonauts, I'm liking a lot too. It's very, it's very creative. Like, like the way they think about problems and like, and like I, I read a lot about psychology just on my own, and it has a lot of fallacies and just like it's just funny. I'm like, oh shit, I know what they're talking about here. But um, when I was looking at the videos today again, because I started playing it, it was like a commercial flop and all that kind of crap. But they're making a part two. It's coming yeah, out soon, like, I guess. I think uh, Tim, it's a Tim Schafer developed game or directed yeah. game. And I think the part two is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, but you, you go into people's brains and you find out their problems and their and their and their traumas and like actual baggage and it's like a you know it's fun. But um, I've never seen a game like that. It's pretty smart. So um, yeah, I'm digging it. So uh, what else? Uh, I'm up to. I know I played another game because you know for for the PlayStation One. Or my PlayStation 3, I should say. I, I downloaded a bunch of PlayStation games, so I kind of, like, I play each game to a certain point until I save, and if it's interesting, I keep playing it, you know what I mean? That's another show idea, like, I could just do. Damn, dude, I'm really... You guys should do that, dude. Where you, you play your catalog up to the first save, and then you go to the next game, and go to the next That's game. That's pretty much what I do now already. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> throughout so, his entire life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to be the game. So, let's see what else. Rayman, Parasite Eve, uh, Tomb Raider, a little bit. But I never got to the safe point, so I got to turn it off. And then, uh, Castlevania today. Cause I was talking to Ralph earlier. You guys were talking about Castlevania today. And, um,. And I was playing it in the beginning, like, I was playing it earlier, like, I slapped some dogs, like, these wolves, these big-ass wolves, and they're like, Moo! yeah, I'm in the very beginning, I'm, I'm in the very, very beginning of it. Like, That's a good effect. Yeah, yeah, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it, yeah, that's weird. I love how in that game, an enemy will just randomly, like, explode when they die, like, they'll be, like, exploding so, like some enemies, but other enemies don't randomly explode. It's like everywhere. Yeah, they spray blood everywhere. But yeah. I think the the wolf that you're talking about, they make exploding sounds when you kill them, don't they? Yeah. It's like, and <laughs> yeah, with that with that yell too, that exact yell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I nailed it. I must say, that was perfect. I, I thought I, someone turned the game on right now. I was like, oh wow, someone hit it. Which one? The the, the wolves at the very beginning when you kill them. Oh, it's like the right. first enemy you fight in the game, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's like three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you fight the zombies that come out of the ground. Yeah, so I'm right there in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is hard, and then I just turn it off and I went somewhere else. I was watching a speed run of that game, and then like they glitch it so they they're able to keep all those items that you get at the very beginning. Oh, uh, pretty wild. Oh, the Alucard sword. Yeah, because he's like fucking mm-hmm. overpowered right then. And you fucking, I think he take it takes everything away from you. You're like fucking barefisted and everything. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you're barefisted, and then later on you get the fake ones instead of the Alucard sword. You get like the Alucard sword yeah. with the T. But what was the, I think the best weapon in that game was the Chrysinogram. Is that was that the name of it? Does that sound right? Uh, no, I, I can't remember, dude. I, nah, it's been so long. Best weapon in SOTN is yeah, the Chrysogram. Damn, you're fucking right on it, right? Yeah, I remember that because it used to be like. And it hits like a bunch of times real fast. It's kind of short, right, shorter range than everything else, but it wrecks people. It says even though the Muramasa is capable of achieving higher attack power, the animation for that weapon is long and tedious, whereas the Chrysogram generally con- is considered better because it hits faster. Wow. That's, I, I'm surprised you remember that. I, I mean... Me too. <laughs> me too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but as for me, what I've been up to, just... Little games here and there. Since the last time I've been on, I've, I've maybe played about 10 different games. Didn't beat any of them yet. Um, <laughs> and I, you won't. And I won't. Well, no. So the first main one that I was doing was the Final Fantasy Three Pixel Remaster. So this was a game that's never been released, like in that version. It got re-released here in the U.S. on like a 3 on the, on the DS and like the Ouya. And I think on Steam. But this is like the closest to the original like that you can play. And I've I've been enjoying it. The only thing is, it has a steep, steep difficulty hike. Like I'm, I think I'm near like the last part of the game, and the enemies are just wrecking me. And the damage is so random. Like you'll be fighting a guy, and one turn to do do they'll do fifty nine damage on you. The next one to do like five hundred and fifty nine, and it's rough because I'm like fuck. I gotta keep grinding, and I don't that or I, maybe I'm not utilizing the job system. Because I don't know if you guys are familiar with some of the Final Fantasy games. Depending on your job, every time you leveled up, certain stats will go up. So if you had a, an attack-based class, you're, generally your attack stats would get a buff every time you level up. Kind of like the Espers in Final Fantasy VI. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm utilizing it correctly because I'm still getting my ass whooped. 
And I think I'm on the second to last dungeon that game. And it just kind of turned me off. So uh, hopefully this week I'll try to get... I've, I've been doing a lot of streaming of that. And then what I'll do is I'll, in my downtime I'll stream. I'll, I'll, off stream I'll just like grind. And get like my levels up. And raise a lot of money in the game to get new weapons. Um, other than that I actually started playing Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. For the first time. I'm actually the first... Oh that's I've such ever. a good one. I'm the furthest in that game I've ever been. I've actually got out, out. I actually completed the tutorial section. So I don't know if you guys remember. I beat that, that first one. Game. Yeah, that's that's big news. You got through the tutorial. Yeah, I got through the tutorial. I got to the first save. No. Long tutorials are the reason I never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games because the tutorial on the first one was so long. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. And it, it, it's yeah. pretty plain Metal Gear Solid 3 because the only one I really know really well is the first one, which I started playing a little bit too just to mess around with it. But the the characters, I think, are really cool. The whole uh, the Cobra unit and you're fighting the boss. And, like, these guys aren't, like, just regular people. Like, they have, like, superpowers. Like, what was the name of the guy that controls the, the, the Hornets? Not oh, I don't remember. The Plague, right? No, that was someone else. Because I get all their names. There's like, I think there's Psycho Manus was in the other ones. But then you have Vulcan. You have the old man. Damn. No. And then like that, I think Vamp was in the in five. There's, a, they're, there's they're, like, they're unique characters. They're cool. You can just wait for the old man to die, right? The yeah, old, in, in like, one of the, yeah. You do your save and then you come back a week later and he dies. Like <laughs> that's that's awesome. There. But you you know <laughs> the thing about these games you can tell is that you know Hideo Kojima's games they're kind of right out there like out of left field and you can tell that this man would love to make movies because a good portion of these games I'm playing on the PS3 I'm playing the HD remaster and a good portion of the games like my fuck it if I don't have my controller in my hand moving the analog sticks the controller will shut off before like the cutscenes are over. Oh, absolutely! It, even the first Metal Gear Solid, like when I finished playing it, I was like, "That wasn't that was like a like almost it felt like a cinematic experience yeah. more than it felt like a game." Kind of like The Last of Us too. Those games felt more like a cinematic experience than a game to me. Like you were on a you were on a ride instead of a, a game. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Last of Us, yeah. You guys, did you guys play Part Two? I I never beat Part One. Oh, yeah, you suck. The Last of Us. Oh yeah, I nobody likes Part Two, but I fucking love Part Two. It's so tragic. I uh, I didn't I didn't play it, but I saw a video then somebody breaking down, and I want to play it just so I can talk shit and say, hey, I at least played it, so I can talk shit, but I can't. So and then you're gonna break down. Yeah, I'm gonna break it. No, but yeah, it, it is really it, it is really sad. I from, from the, <laughs> the review I, I saw, I was like, damn. It's pretty why, would you want to why would you want to play a game that makes you sad all the time? That's why I don't watch a lot of these movies. Like, A Star yeah. is Burnt, A Thorn. I don't want to get sad for, like, fucking 40 minutes. Like, I don't want to do that. So. I'm down. I I'll put on a movie just because I was just you know going to bring that up. I tried to show it to my wife, and she wasn't paying attention to it at all. She was, like, on her phone. And throughout the whole movie, I'm, 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 like, bawling by the end of it. And I'm like, why do, why do I always put this movie on? Like, why is this something I want to do to myself over and over again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, the the, yeah, the pursuit of happiness is another one of those movies, right? But those are that's happy tears at the end. That's different. Yeah, but it's still stuck. It's not. It's not climatic at the end, and it's just. Eh. I don't know. 
I don't want to. I don't want to watch those movies right now. Yeah, Dave's, Dave's in a, already in a downer. You don't don't make him more sad. Yeah, my life is already a big tragedy, so I don't want to watch, <laughs> watch that shit. Just watch the first ten minutes of Up. That's the saddest ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, same, same thing on that. Yeah, fuck that. But then I got one last game I've been playing, and I was talking to David about it earlier. I just started playing the first Red Dead Redemption on PS3. And I'm enjoying it. Uh-huh. It's cool. Like, I like the mechanics. I mean, it's Grand Theft Auto in the Wild West. I already don't hate any of the missions they have to do, like, on horseback or uh, when you're on, on a stagecoach. Or, like, uh-huh. or saddling. Was it wrangling in the cattle and all that? Like, oh, my God, those fucking cows. I lost two of them. Two of them ran off the cliff. Uh-huh. But everything else is cool. Like, the characters you meet, like, Seth, the fucking... That weird guy that's like digging up graves and then uh, the the marshal and then what is it the the girl what's the main the the, the McFarlands or whatever the the daughter oh yeah the, the chick yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's cool like I really they make that character seem really nice when you play as John, uh, John Marshall John Marston or Marston Marston, Marston. Marston yeah Marston. yeah like he's really cool like I was like okay you know and he's like seems really like. Uses uses big fancy words in his in his spoken. But Did you go to the, the the Mexico yet, where you're a border patrol and you put kids in cages? No, so not yet. Oh, no, not yet. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in, uh, the missions with. You have to chase him, and then you play as a kid that escapes. That's a spoiler. What? Yeah, I know. I'm doing. I'm Rest still doing the, the missions for. <laughs> Like I, we're going after that main guy. What is his name? Billy Walsh or something like that. The the, the one that <coughs> Billy the Billy Walsh is Walsh is the asshole director and entourage. Oh yeah, man. Whoever <laughs> the guy that the main guy that shoots at the beginning. <laughs> I don't even know. I remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still doing like his quest line to get to him, where you're helping out the you're helping out the sheriff, and he's like okay, and then he's like pointing in different directions, like oh you get that the the guy that sells like the fake drugs or the medicines. And then he sends you on all these different ones. So I'm doing all that. And I'm trying to stick to like the main thing. And then it's funny because I'll be, you know, riding along trying to do a regular quest. And I'll come across like someone being howled up or being chased by wolves. And I haven't saved a single fucking person. They all get killed every time. So I just end up looting them. And then the, the bandits that are holding them up are killing the wolves. But it's fun. Like it oh, holds up the game. Like, that was such a good game. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. Do you ever play Undead Nightmare? Cause that was another. That was another good game. No, it's on there. Is that a whole different story, or do you have to play the main? Yeah, one? I mean it, it's preferred if you play the main one, but um, main one first, so you can continue. Like I'll play. Let's say, say if I finish this one, if yeah, um, I can go on to Undead Nightmare right afterwards, or should I start it first? Hold on, Ralph. Rewind that sentence and say when. Be more confident in yourself. Okay, when I beat. <laughs> So I okay. Uh, oh my I god, so true. Damn, damn, so, <laughs> so I don't have well, to be. Maybe it have, should be. But I mean, like, I'm just saying. I'm just asking a quick question. <laughs> like, I don't have to beat to play Undead Nightmare. It's not a conti- continuation of the main story. Is it like a sci-fi thing, or what is it exactly? What is Undead Nightmare? It's an expansion. Undead Nightmare is, is an add-on. Okay, but you yeah, it's an expansion. As, You're right. Yeah. You still play as John Marston. Yeah. Okay. And it's, Except for when that kid escapes, you you play as John Marson. So okay, and then you don't and you you don't. It's not conti- is it continuing the main story or is it just like a whole other like none of it's kind of like the Yakuza game where they have the Yakuza the Dead. It takes place like an alternate reality, I think. 
or does it matter? Like, it doesn't affect the story. Like, it's been so long. I don't have an answer for you. Okay. I see. Like the copy of the game I have has it on there. It's like the the game the the game of the year edition or whatever with the DLC and everything. So I have to check that out. I mean, I heard good things about it. It's a zombie game, right? So can't which one? Oh no, yeah, yeah, but it. It has a lot of funny, like, little stories. And, like, you, you find the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You'd say to find, like, a like a, like a a burning horse. And then, like, you find, like, a like a skeleton horse. It's pretty cool. And then you find a Sasquatch. And then there's this old guy where you have to find flowers for. And he's dancing with his dead wife. It's pretty cool. Like, I, I remember playing it and having a good time. Huh. Um, but those games are really, really fun. Like, Red Dead 2 was pretty fun until you find out, like, he, he gets... Tuberculosis and shit, and so oh, no. <laughs> it's just like spoiler. It's a big bummer. <laughs> it, it, Red Dead Two is a continuation of Part One. It's, it's not a prequel. Oh, okay. But I like I like how it ends because like you have to like be a fucking man and get like good credit and a loan and buy a house to get your wife. And it's pretty. I don't know. It's a, it's an it's a it's like a real Western movie. Okay. Because in, in a real Western movie, two thirds of it like like um. Like, um, it's a big plot, but then, like, it just shifts completely. So, like, that was pretty accurate for being, a like, uh, a Western movie. So, you know, who knows? Okay. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's all I've been playing is, uh, those few games trying to hopefully beat one of, one of the four or three of whichever I mentioned. All right. All right. So let's cut, let's get into some news. The fun news. I'll just kind of skim through this real quick. These are just news stories I picked up over the last month since we haven't been around. Um, so a rare sealed copy of Super Mario Bros. on NES sold for an eye-watering $2 million, breaking the record for the most expensive video game ever sold. Previous record holder was a copy of Super Mario 64, which sold for $1.56 million just last month. And before that, the biggest video game sale was an original copy of The Legend of Zelda, which was listed for $110,000 and ultimately sold for almost eight times that at $870,000. New York Times reports that this latest record-breaking video game sale was made through a collectible site, Rally, which originally purchased the cartridge for $140,000. Rally allows investors to buy shares in an item up for sale with the hopes of cashing out on big purchases. And the sale needs to be approved by a majority investor. So it's pretty much it was bought like... A group of maybe a hundred people put money towards this to buy it, so in hopes that later on, five years from now, it sells for more. But I think that's not a fair assumption because I think the only value you can really put on a game, being like a, a rare game, is if it's like a one-off game or not not one-off, but it's being sold from one person to another, like as a as an actual like known commodity. So I don't know, like. Are you guys familiar, like, Ray, Chuck? Like, oh, I mean, Chuck, you know, like, you know, game values and stuff like that. But, like, Ray, like, are you familiar that, like, people invest in games nowadays? At, you know, people buy games as an investment now and don't buy them to play? No, no but, that, but that makes perfect sense. I mean, people do that with fucking baseball cards. I mean, people have done that shit forever. Pokemon cards, things like that. Like, like my question is, if, if you came across, if you were at a swap meet, imagine you're at a swap meet, right? You come across something like that worth maybe a hundred k that you know automatically. This game's worth a hundred k. They don't know what they have. They're selling it for five bucks. I'm gonna buy it. Do you flip it immediately, yeah. or would you hold it? You wouldn't hold it and wait for that hundred k to be five hundred k, six hundred k, seven hundred k. 
I don't know. Depends how desperate you are. Yeah, it depends on how desperate, but I mean, I would not keep what, I would not want to keep it for myself. I would. Oh, rather, yeah, never. I would rather never. get other stuff that I can, you know, stuff that I can use in life or even like, I even told myself, I found like a game, like a stadium events and with, with, worth a lot of money or like a little Samson. I'd rather sell that to be able to get like 10 other games that I really want, like a Mega Man X3, you know, stuff that I want to play and I want to have in my collection, you know, something like missing parts, you know, missing pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy because a lot of people are spending a lot of money on games right now, regardless of like the generation. Like especially with COVID prices on games, you you, you know you used to go to Frankenstein's and find like common NES games for like a dollar, two dollars. Now those same games are going for like twenty or more. That's and wild. It's just hard to get back. Like for people like us. Like that, I mean, if you know people like, oh, I guess I can't say us, but there's people that like to collect this stuff, and it's almost near impossible now because some of the the prices are just right out of reach now. Like we have a friend in in the Discord, Laker Laker Wally, and I think he's only like 17 games away from having the entire NES set, right? Every single North American NES game ever made, and the 17 games that he needs are, are probably in the four digits now, dollar wise per cart. So he would need to spend roughly seventeen thousand dollars to get all those games. Yeah, or I mean, and that's and those are just the low ones. There's, I'm sure there's a few like, like that are above, you know, two grand already. Should we start him a GoFundMe so we can get his last seventeen games? <laughs> we, we should. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's hard, you know, like you know this. This was a niche hobby maybe ten years ago, which has now become with the popularity of inter- YouTube internet, a lot of stuff is becoming mainstream. You see. There's hundreds of people with YouTube channels that go out and collecting video games or talking about old school games. Same thing with Pokemon cards. You know, you have Logan Paul coming out to a boxing match wearing a Charizard card on his neck or one of the Paul brothers. And uh, uh, Pokemon cards are ridiculous amounts of money. You can't, even, you can't even go into the hobby. Say you wanted, you know, Ray, your, your son or daughter was like, hey, dad, I want to learn how to play the Pokemon card game. You're not going to be able to go to Target and just pick up cards so that they can learn. You fucking have to, you're going to have to pay like reseller prices because people are scalping those like crazy. Which makes it like not fair for people wanting to get into these hobbies. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, supply, it's wild. Supply and demand, right? Post Malone. They have, Post Malone's out there. They have the, they have the supply, we have the demand. It's economics, right? Don't pretend you know about him. I'm not going to see. I'm all drunk. I'm all drunk. I'm just playing my words. I just like fucked that, it up. That was, a, that was a good one, though, right? You were, you were impressed. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Following that up. Wait, Scott Adams and David. There's a rumor. There's a, been an update for a rumor about the long-rumored Metroid Prime Trilogy remaster that's going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. According to the Proven Industry Insider and Venture, VentureBeat journalist Jeff Grubb, the development of the Switch version has already been completed. And it's not a matter of time. Nintendo finding the right time to release it. So, uh, you know, a quote that he put on VG- VGC is it, it says, The game is done and Nintendo is holding it. Whether, whether or not Nintendo releases it now or later depends on other factors. I think that game is sitting in their pocket for whenever Nintendo decides it is the right time. And Nintendo has done this a lot recently, so it's not unusual. It's not a sign of some bad thing happening. It's not a sign of a lack of fate in Metroid. The Nintendo couldn't afford to sit on it, and that's how they're going to treat it. Um, the Metro Prime Trilogy, we've been hearing rumors about that coming out for the last couple years. There were talks, I think it got a re-release on the Wii in the collection. But since then, there were, talk, there were talks about getting them all remastered for Wii U and now the Switch. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the Metroid series. But coming in uh, October, we're having Metroid Dread. 
And I'm, I can't wait. I'm thinking once that game comes out, that's when this will drop. They're going to be like, hey, you know, you can go get Metroid Dread, but hey, we're we're bringing out the Metroid Prime Trilogy today, you know, on like a Nintendo Direct that'll be like available that day. So, I would do that too because I, I only beat the I only played, I didn't even beat, just played the first Prime. I would love to play them all. I haven't played part two and three. Part one was surprisingly good. Like that whole, uh, I mean, it gets kind of like tedious, like you're scanning things, but like the action in it, it felt really good for a, for a first person Metroid game. Once you really got into it, it, it felt like a Metroid. The maps were like big and immersive and you, you would do certain things to like the Metroid, you know, you're known for going in Metroid where you got to do a lot of backtracking and you do that in this one. Yeah, yeah. You got to revisit areas over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. When you get different upgrades, but yeah, it was a it was a great game on the GameCube. I'm sure it looked amazing being remastered in the HD, or as best as the Switch can do. Not 4K, but hey, I'll take I'll take uh, 1080p. Um, the next close one, enough. Yeah, the next yeah, I got bad eyes. I can't even I can't even see in 4K. How the fuck am I gonna play? <laughs> <in 4K? laughs> get glasses, fool. <laughs> and then following that. Take Two is working on three unannounced remasters and remakes. Um, so Take Two, you know, some of the remakes that they're rumored to be working on are uh, the Grand Theft Auto games being remastered or remade with the Unreal Engine on current consoles. So if you guys heard about the, they're, they possibly might be porting San Andreas and Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Three. Of one of the, two of those three, supposedly might be coming out on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. But I don't even do it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be on on the, on the next getting more. Dave, don't don't be so huh? negative, Nancy. Dave, they'll, they could do it. No, I'll they'll I'll get it, it, but I don't think they'll do it. It's a waste of time. Like like I don't know. Do you think they'll do it? I don't think they'll do it. It's just like I don't know. I'll remain hopeful. Like I do all. Nah, I don't, don't want to get my hopes. I get my dreams crushed. Yeah. Um, and then, following that, <clears throat> uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 could be in development, according to voice actress. So, Jenna Coleman, who plays one of the Xenoblade Chronicles' primary characters, has hinted that maybe another entry in the series on the way at some point. Uh, the Doctor Who and Victoria actress Jenna Coleman has suggested that Xenoblade Chronicles come in development in a video call with a fan that I started doing the rounds online. Uh, PRP, I go Alright, go for it. She says, I think they're going to do another, she said in the chat. Common knowledge, don't know yet. Yeah, I think they're going to do another. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. So, Komen, who plays Princess Melia Antiqua in the series, has been working with Nintendo since her pre-Doctor Who days. And a question came up in the chat where she knows what her role is going to be in the first place. So, I think it was just people were making speculation because she mentioned about already doing voices for the character. And so, that's like a... I don't know if you guys heard there was another leak by a certain... I think it was like a, a European actor or someone, a comedian actor... Uh, said that he was recording voice lines for a character for the Super Mario Brother movie, the new one by Illumination. Was it John Leguizamo? I hope no, it's John no, Leguizamo. Like, <laughs> I wish. I'd, be, I'd, I'd go watch that. Um, John Leguizamo is a super solid actor. Don't don't anyone sleep on him. Oh yeah. Uh, no, so so you know what what segueing it is. So a stand-up comedian reveals his role in the upcoming Super Mario Brother movie. American stand-up comedian Sebastian Manikowsko has revealed that he has a role in Illumination's upcoming Super Mario movie, and people are speculating that it signals a return from an old and relatively minor Nintendo character in the film. 
As a guest on the fifth, the fifth of August edition of the Burt Cast, a podcast hosted by fellow comedian Burt Kreischer, uh, Manis Kahlo was asked about his plans for the rest of the day, and he replied thusly. I'm in a movie, Super Mario Brothers, an animated movie. So I'm playing um, Spike, their boss. So I'm going to do that at 12. So then a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Spike. Who's Spike, you might ask? Um, back in the Wrecking Crew days, there is a character named Spike. And he's actually supposed to be like the foreman on that set that the, Mar- you know, the Re- Wrecking Crew has Mario, Mario and Luigi doing like the demolition. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be their boss, their foreman in it. And so he blurted out that he was doing the character Spike. So it might be there's some some official artwork online you can see of him, but that'll be interesting to see if what of that movie comes out. I'm thinking that movie is going to be released probably in time with Universal Studios Nintendo Land. So it should be exciting. I think Illumination will will, will do some justice to it. You can't do a live action Mario anymore. I mean the first one was a classic, but I wouldn't want them to ruin that one. It could, it could be the greatest movie in the history of cinema. It just could be Tuesday. Uh, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. <laughs> Kills me every time. <laughs> did you did you ever watch the, the, the that one? Was it the there's an uncut version of that movie? That came no, out. I saw it in release. It had like thirty or forty extra minutes or like uh, a ton, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it and check it out. See if it's any good. Uh, oh, like, it's like some of it's real rough, like like fucking camcorder footage or like uh, storyboards. So, look at that eyeball. Look at that. Look at that eye. And then, no, uh, my my iPods kind of went out right now. Hold oh, on, man. You want me to continue with the news or wait for you? No, no. Keep going. I, it's working now. So PS5 stock situation could be improving as Sony secures enough chipsets. So Sony has revealed one way it's hoping to meet the immense demand for PS5. As part of the post-earnings call with investors Sony discussing Sony's financial results for the first quarter of the fiscal year 2021, the company shared an interesting detail about its PS5 manufacturing process. Um, CFO Hiroki Toku, to- Todoki was you just call me? <laughs> about semiconductor shortages affecting ps5 manufacturing as well as most other industries that rely on chips you know i think tesla's having the same issue and whatnot um uh totoki revealed that sony has secured enough chips to meet its sales target for the ps5 for the rest of the fiscal year so sony plans to ship more than 14.8 million ps5 consoles by the end of the fiscal year which wraps up to march 31st 2021 so in other words on uh, wraps up in 2021 it should be 2022 i think this report's wrong but so in other words, you're saying that like finally a lot of companies are getting their hands on the chipset, so maybe that's why you have to wait, Ray, for your uh, PS5 to October. Well, actually, I nailed one on Sony Direct a couple days later, and that's coming Tuesday. Uh-oh. So I was debating keeping my uh, Walmart one that won't arrive till October seventh for resale. But now that you're telling me that they're just going to be readily available, I might just cancel the order because there may be no value in attempting to resell I mean, at this gonna, point. You can at least get your money back. Yeah, no one's not going to pay the five thirty yeah. with the tax or, or five forty. So yeah, isn't your brother still in the market for one? I didn't know he wanted one. I would, I'll give it to him at cost. There you go, dude. Yeah. Wait, what, about what about David? How much about David? Oh, did you want one? I didn't. I, sh- oh, I should have hit the Discord with it. You guys can bid on it. Highest bid gets it. <laughs> David will put out for you. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll send you. 
pictures of my feet or whatever you're into. I don't know. I just, I, I take, if you want to pay minimum, it's got to come with a BJ. That's it. Minimum and BJ. Oh, oh, oh. That's, too, that's too easy. I don't know. Really? <laughs> that's too easy. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, but yeah, I got two now. Basically, after all my struggles, I got two coming. There you go. Good thing come people who wait, right? Mm-hmm. I was patient. And I was... I, well, they different. say good things. Good things take time, but great things happen all at once. I'm a little confused. I don't know. Like, are we gonna get like all of that same time? Mm, Maybe. No. Huh? Yeah. No. Well, I hope that you, I'm, I was gonna get a Tesla too, but they're like on a 12 week back order. So I was trying to figure out how to sell my van and get the Tesla at the same time, and I couldn't make it work. So hopefully that I can make it work now. Which really Tesla? The Model Three, Brian. Rich. I need. The- uh, <laughs> I need a thirty-four thousand dollar one, not the highest. Dude, you're thousand. in real estate. <laughs> you're in real estate, though. Yeah. So if more of you fuckers buy houses, then I could get a better Tesla. I'm trying to buy a house. I'm trying to buy like three of them right now, but uh, you know, in Arizona and Nevada. Well, I can't. Oh, I can facilitate, but I can't be Ray. Ray, huh. if I if, if I take you to Arizona and, and Nevada for real estate and a lot of prostitution. Can you figure out the market? You know the market going on over there. Like, how does that work? Uh, you have to give me time to figure. Let, let's not talk about this on the, on a yeah, video game podcast, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave they have no filter. He doesn't care. What time? Later? I do have a filter. It's a really good filter. Okay, like, so here we go. Uh, I got two more last last two pieces of news. Um, Evil or Evolution, wow. the popular fighting game tournament yearly tournament, will place in person in las vegas again next year so evil organizers have announced that their fighting game tournament will return to its las vegas venue next year taking place august 5th through the 7th 2022 with this year's entirety digital evil having just concluded over the weekend about last but two weeks ago um this is good news for people like the fighting game fans a lot of people hated the whole online what like lag and you know depending on like how the different coding the, the companies use so let's be good to finally have an in-person Street Fighter or fighting game tournaments. But what form or what games come it will be completely different because Sony now owns the Evolution tournament series. So we probably know for sure there will not be Smash Brothers. And probably fighting games minimum criteria will have to be the we have to all be playable on PlayStation consoles. So that'll be interesting. Dang. Good no, job, mate. Brothers for you. Good job, Sony. Ken Ken Ku, 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 or whatever the guy, the Sony guy. The And then in the last little bit of news, the only news I care about or or I know about, the Pokemon had a live stream this past Wednesday, I think it was, or Tuesday. It was oh no, Wednesday, August eighteenth. They did a uh, Pokemon Presents showing off Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Diamond. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl showing a lot of new features coming back into the game. It's pretty diamonds and pearls. Um, the one, the one point <laughs> the point that showed. <laughs> I hope Ray says something. I'm glad he did. He's Ray's a real fan, like me. Go ahead. Sorry. The one game they showed in that I really thought looked interesting was the Pokemon Legends Arceus. A lot of comparisons from the trailer of it are being shared with uh, Breath of the Wild. So big open world. 
kind of like real-time fights with, with Pokemon. It seems like it still follows the same core mechanic. But I, what, one of the funny things was is that it shows like you fighting a Pokemon, right? And the Pokemon like knocks you out. And then like you and the actual Pokemon are like fighting. So there's like a bunch of memes on there. It was like, oh, you know, once they knock out my, my Bidoof, like the, the fucking Pokemon catching my hands after. And it shows like someone punching like a Pokemon. So that's violent. That'll be interesting. The interesting take on it. But yeah, that's all I got for news. Even though we've been gone for a while, I haven't really been keeping my ear on the tap. Just been trying to beat some video games. So we're gonna move on into the feature topic. Few game series have lasted the test of time, such as Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, but no other game has been more sought after and wanting to have like a remake or a sequel other than this game we're going to talk about today called Silent Hill. Probably the second greatest survival horror game, or maybe even the greatest. I don't know if Chuck has to agree or disagree. But we're going to talk about the original Silent Hill on PlayStation and possibly other stuff that we've, we're familiar with with the series. Um, I think three out of four of us have probably played Silent Hill when it was first released. Um, let's go with Dave. He's got like a newer, fresher taste on, take on it because he played it later. Ta- uh, he played it later in his life. And he probably already experienced other games that were kind of in the same genre, or games that were inspired by this game. But what did you think of the original Silent Hill on the PlayStation One, Dave? It was creepy, it was scary, it was choppy. I loved it. I loved it. Because uh, I, I played Silent Hill too, but I played the remake, the remake version. Yeah. And it wasn't the same creepiness because it was like too clear. I could see the light in the shadows. And they have the fog. So, yeah. So, but Silent Hill 1 was really good. And I beat it very quickly. And if you can't beat it within a month, you're a fucking loser. I just, just gotta give, say that. Give up gaming? I heard you should sell all your video games if you can't beat it within a month. Just, quit you just give it to your friend Dave. So he can sell it. Because he knows value. Because he has, yeah. has value. Dave has value. I Dave has value. Dave is value incarnate. There we go. It's so, about... So <laughs> I'm drunk, no, what about what about, <laughs> what about you, Chuck? Like, what were you some of your first experiences with the original Silent Hill? Kind of. Did you play it before what? Resident Evil or after Resident Evil? No, I think I think wasn't Resident Evil first, and I think I played it after. Yeah. What 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 year Resident Evil come on? Ninety seven, ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, and then Silent Hill was in nineteen ninety nine. Wow, that's all like a three-year difference. Yeah, so. It was was something interesting because it was like you're going through the fog and all that. It's like you can't really see anything. I always felt like the Silent Hill games were the harder of the survival horror games. 
Like I felt Resident Evil was more yeah. like strat more like cunning and strategy, like puzzles. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Silent Hill was like a physical chore, like you know, Resident Evil was like agility, you know, mm-hmm. fitness test or like of your agility and stuff like that. You're cunning, you're smarts. Whereas Silent Hill was more about your ability and your like your reactions because you're running and with those tank controls and trying to keep your ass alive. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. What about you? Those right? controls could use some work. Well, what was my that? first and favorite, <laughs> my first and favorite memory of Silent Hill is the fact that it was back when we used to burn games, you know, and people would burn games for you for like five bucks instead of paying retail. So you'd get like 10 games at a time. I mean, we don't, don't, uh, that's back in another life. We We didn't do that. But like, yeah, I I saw other, I saw other people doing that. So my friend (laughs) who gave me a copy of that game that may or may not have allegedly been less legitimate than the actual copy Labeled it Silent Phil, so to this day I still refer to the game as Silent Phil because that's what he like, wrote on the disc. And I remember he handed it to me, and I didn't look. And then when I got home to play it, I opened it up, put it in, and I saw Silent Phil, and it just killed me for some reason. Like I thought it was the funniest thing. Uh, but then what I really remember about it is it being so creepy. I think it's the sound of the radio and like the way the streets were just like gone. Yeah. And the, yeah, the static, and, and I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, but like, like a uh, enemy would just, like, the body would just get thrown over the fence and land in front of you. And the shit used to creep me out so hard, like, my room, uh, you remember my room, uh, it was way in the back of the house, so, like, if I went to the kitchen for something back then, that game scared me so much, like, I would run down the hallway, I didn't want to walk, because the hallway would be dark, and I'd be like, ah, and i running down the hallway. Just because of the Silent Hill fear. Would you, would you run with tank controls, too? You're, like, running into a wall trying to get... Yeah, I would run into the wall and just keep, like, running. <laughs> and you could hear, like, if it was either my feet. You know, speaking, <laughs> like speaking on a creepy stuff, uh, you remind me right now of a, a story that Tony told us a long time ago, saying that he saw a ghost in his house and you were there. Is that true? Yeah, we've told a few of those stories. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's... It's true to the point that our imagination made us believe we saw a ghost. I don't know. I don't know. You have to involve science on it, if it's real. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, do we have proof that it was a ghost? No. Was it creepy as fuck? Oh, see? You know what came back into my life uh, like a week ago that hasn't happened to me in 10 years? Like, at least 10 years, sleep paralysis. I had, like, a sleep paralysis episode. Oh, I hate those. So, yeah. so goddamn scary. It's been so long since I had one. So, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, like, the next night, I was afraid to go to sleep because I didn't want it to happen again. Yeah. Those are pretty true. Like, I didn't know that was a thing until, like, later. Either. Until later, Eliza yeah. told me, oh, sleep paralysis. And I'm like, oh, no wonder people think they feel demons and shit. You know, isn't it the scary? Have you you've never experienced sleep paralysis, Ralph? No, never. Not once in my life. I, Terrible. It's the most frightening thing that can ever happen to you. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no lie. Yeah, I, I had it in daylight. Like, I remember, I was like, um, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking scary, dude. It's fucking scary. But like, I, I remember the episode I was telling. We're talking about sleep paralysis. My sleep paralysis is a little bit worse than most because I hear a high pitched scream every time, like every time. Is that the same sound that you asked Doctor Ray for you, like about that noise? You're like, hey, do you hear this like pitch? No, it's not. No, not tinnitus. Oh. Um, it's the high pitched scream, 
I, uh, I hear what I have tonight. <laughs> and I remember, like, this one dude I was talking to. He was asking me a lot of questions. He's like, was it a boy or a girl? Like, how old was the screen? And I just didn't even think about it more. I was like, oh, shit. But, like, yeah. It's all I'm, not, I'm not good at aging my screens. Yeah, yeah. Me and I, so. But, uh, yeah, the sleep paralysis is, like, really scary. But um, I signed to a coworker earlier this weekend, and or yesterday, I should say, and he was telling me about shadow people. Like, he, he had an experience with, like, he was playing a video game, and, like, from his window, somebody, he saw some, like, shadow open the curtain and look in and then go back down. And then, like, uh, another coworker of mine experienced, like, another thing with shadow people or not, or whatever. Like the little babies in Silent Hill? Like the ones that are invisible? That the little shadow I don't, babies? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. those ones? But they're, 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 like, hey, those, at the subreddit. Subreddit, I guess. I know. Th- those babies are... We're so scared. That game was that goddamn Silent Hill was a masterfully done game. Like yeah. it really, the, those little squeaky babies that would like walk through walls in the school. And, like at yeah. first they don't attack you; they're just little, little like apparitions. Yeah, but later on, a sense of like safety. You're like, oh, okay, these guys aren't gonna do shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, later on, they're biting your ankles. Yeah, terrible twos. And they're stabbing. <laughs> terrible, you. terrible twos. They <laughs> start biting you. Stabbing you with invisible knives. It honestly sometimes like uh, looks like they're kind of sucking your dick the height that they're at. They <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're 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 biting your knee. Come on, they're biting your knee. Mm-hmm. Your dick. <laughs> what if they're sucking make, your knee? Like the they're biting your dick off. So. <laughs> okay. so, they're giving you the the full Lorena body. There's to be a chupacabra with chicks. It's like she sucks her dick. Cut out. So she so she. Bites it off, you know. Okay, so let's let's touch back on 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 the Silent Hill. Good <laughs> idea, you know. you guys. So Silent Hill is a horror media franchise created on a series of survivor horror video games created by Keiichiro Toyama, developed and published by Konami, and published by a subsidiary Konami Digital Entertainment. The first four video games in the series, Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two, Silent Hill Three, and Silent Hill Four: The Room, were developed by an internal group called Team Silent. A development staff within Konami subsidiary Konami Computer Entertainment Tokyo. The later six games, Origins, Homecoming, Shattered Memories, Downpour, Book of Memories, and PT, a Silent Hills playable teaser, were developed by other mostly Western developers. The Silent Hill franchise has expanded to include various print pieces, two feature films, and a spin-off of video games. As of 2013, the game series has sold 8.4 million copies worldwide. Silent Hill is set in the series' eponymous fictional American town. The series is heavily influenced by the literary genre of psychological horror, with its player characters being mostly everyman. So, like, a common, your common person. So, I'm not too familiar with the entire series of Silent Hill, Always assume that Silent Hill is a town that the game takes place in, correct? Yes. And that, mm-hmm. town, then that town is actually based off of a city called Centralia. That's yeah. a really real city in the United States. Let's go. Let's all take a trip. Are you guys familiar with it? I think it's called... It's I am not. Centralia. It's a town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so it's a town in Pennsylvania, and it was 
It's considered Pennsylvania's toxic ghost town, located in a quiet valley of Columbia County. It's one of the state's least likely and least publicized tourist attractions. So that's interesting. This is like the city that they say might have inspired the real location of Silent Hill. Yeah, we should do that. That'll be our road. We'll do a road trip, or we can fly out there. Tickets, I think. I saw some tickets to East Coast, like 180 bucks round trip. Really, that's a good deal. Let's do it. Let's go for like a week or wherever. Um, so uh, the game Silent Hill, the the first time I played, you know, I played it when it first came out and get too far in it. it wasn't really like my type of game i think the whole tank controls like i can't that's why i can't even play shenmue mm-hmm. like you move like you're you're driving like a tank from like the 1940s but after playing it now because i got her and beat it so i can keep up with the dave <laughs> um I have, to, I have to keep up with you because you're a better gamer and i, I can't beat them that's huh? true so I, was, I went on instagram and i'm looking at a lot of me yeah. a lot of pictures of you i, I never go on instagram um, so in the game, I, you know, one of my theories and stuff like that, like after playing it and I noticed that like some of the underlying stories, I don't know if this is true. Cause I don't know how, cause I heard like it, the whole game, there's like, there's not, there's no real canon, right? Is there, do you guys know if there's like a real canon, like a real storyline to it? Like, cause I heard like it could be aliens. Um, my theory is that everyone are on drugs. Okay. In Silent Hill, the first Silent Hill. That everyone, they're all drug addicts, because that's why, like, it takes, like, a good portion of the game takes place in the hospital, and there's a doctor, the doctor that's, like, he know he, because, you know, you phase into, like, the dark. I just, yeah, you probably heard that, like, no, 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 that's like, smart. like, you know, you're not smart, smart, Ralph, don't pretend you're smart, Ralph, like, <laughs> you think, you motherfucker, I'm gonna stop you right now, I'm just kidding, oh, boy. So, so you know, like, that, there's a doctor that you meet, right, and, like, there's a, the one, the one nurse girl, and my thing is that, they're all drugged out, but he was the one prescribing them the drugs because, like, they're all like even the nurses are all like going crazy and stuff like that, and all the 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 the, the people that are all like deformed and stuff like that are the drug addicts. So, but I don't know. I've I've never beat it, so I don't know. I've never seen anything. I did know that, like, I think there was an idol. Like, I think you were with me, right? In the I was streaming it online, and Chuck might have been there. Where I was fighting Sybil. On the carousel? It was me. It, no, it was oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. Oh, Chuck and... Uh, yeah, I was there. And remember I was like dying and stuff like that. And there was a, there was an item in my inventory that I could use. And it was it would have saved her. Like it would have like woke her up out of it. And It would have woke her up inside? It would have woke her up, yeah. Terrible. It would have made, made her woke like Dave. But no, so that's uh, that's how, like, in my playthrough, I think I pretty much locked myself into the bad ending, regardless of what I do or how I finished it from that point on. Once you kill Sybil, you automatically get locked into the bad, the worst ending you can get. I thought you restarted the game. Uh, I did. I, I'm, back, I'm back at the school, making my way yeah. through it. But hopefully good ending, here you come. Good ending, here we go. I heard, too, yeah, if I get the cutscenes, too, it'll... You'll, you'll, you'll get yourself into the worst ending. So it says for you to actually sit through the whole cutscene. Well, you should anyway, because it's a good game. Yeah, because you can press X and go straight through it, but... I do. That's how, that's how Dave got the bad ending. But other than, like, uh, we're talking about Silent Hill 1. Are you guys all familiar with the rest of the Silent Hill games? Or have, do you guys have any other experiences 
with the Silent Hills. Anyone want to talk about Silent Hill 2 or up? I, I played I shoot that and three. And what do you think of three? Would you would you Ray Ray? Oh me. Oh Silent Hill two is by far the best in the franchise, in my opinion. Um again, you love a good tale of tragedy. But also it had a lot of funny ass endings. It had an alien ending. It had like a like a, a dog, like Wizard of Oz style ending <laughs> he was like in control of things like had a lot of funny endings. Um but then I never played the room, which I hear is really good. And recently I've been looking to download it. And I can't it's not on the PlayStation Network. It's not like I don't know I don't know why I can find it, but I wanna play it. And then I have played some of the other ones like Downpour and stuff and Homecoming. Um but really the the shining three are the first three in my opinion for me. Uh, and I haven't played them all. There's still some I haven't played. And then, obviously, there was PT, which is probably one of the scariest uh, video game experiences of my life the first time I played it, and I'm really but sad that that... It's not a Silent Hill game. <laughs> Pop, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then, then what is it? What is it, Ralph? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, don't know. I always thought it was a Silent Hill game. I'm not, I never had... I didn't even have a PS when that was out so I wish I would have been able to download it but I think you, your brother has it I'll have to watch him play it no he, load he, it up. he gave me that PS4 so I technically have it but I can't load it up unless I'm on his account on there which I don't have the password for it won't load on my account really that's weird mm-hmm. yeah but uh, that shit was scary as well. and, and Paul if you're listening Norman Reedus was attached to that how dare you say he wasn't no, no, I think his thing was that it was not a Silent Hill game. Oh, uh, no, no, he uh, said Norman Reedus wasn't attached to that demo. Oh, okay. At all, yeah, what he said. I, and I thought that was, I think that, weren't they working on, that was Kojima Productions working on it, and he was, like, had his hand in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think Guillermo del Toro will be part of it, part of that team, too. Yes, yes, sir, that's correct. Guillermo del Toro, one of the greatest directors of our time. Yeah, like I remember it was having like it had a, a lot of fanfare to it and stuff like that. So I know uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, come, we'll touch back on it after we'll talk about some uh, other ones. But what about you, Chuck? Have you played throughout the rest of the Silent Hill games? I I don't know. Uh, Silent Hill Home for me. I I did. That was a pretty good one. That one had like different. Yeah, that one had different enemies, like an alien one too. I think that was a theme too, because I think even in the first yeah, one, they're yeah, all, yeah, yeah, they're always trying to mess with our heads. Do we want to see them aliens? <sighs> yeah, because I think in Homecoming, I think you get, you can get an alien gun when you when you be, get the the good ending, I think, or some. I can't remember. It's been so long since I played that game. Same, because isn't there a lightsaber in one of them too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Dave, do you have any experiences besides the other, or you only played? I, I played the first two. Um, you didn't beat part two, though, right? Yeah, I did beat part two. Oh, okay. Yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm proud of you. I never beat part three, though. I, I'm the first one. That's how far I got. That's why we keep you around, Dave. I know. Yeah, you're the dude who actually beats games. Yeah, not like <laughs> not like some of these clowns. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that shock. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> He's like, what's Resident Evil? 
you know what's worse? You know what's worse than playing thirty percent of a game like Ralph though is me who like makes it to the end of Castlevania and I made it to the end of uh, Final Fantasy Legends on the thing, and I just made it to the very end, like right there on the cusp, and then I'm like, okay, I'm good. Oh, you're right there. You should just beat it. I know. And, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to be Dracula. He was too hard. Uh, Dracula's a pussy, dude. You love him too much. You know what? I, I, I just fought him. I just fought him in uh, the beginning of the Symphony of the Night, and I was like, oh, I wish he was this easy in that game. I mean, because he, he does the same. He does the same exact moves, and yeah. he makes the same. He's just, yeah. He's just yeah. bigger and slower. Yeah, and just way easier. You can hit him two, sometimes even three times if you're lucky. Really appears. Well, you got to go back to Castlevania, Ray. Don't be afraid. No, I'm done. Another I quit. Konami. I quit. I played Dracula like fifty times, and I got I mad. I played like a hundred times, dude. Yeah, and that's why you beat him, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I owe you ribs. Oh man! So uh, my familiarity with the series, um, I've only played Silent Hill one. I just recently picked up, maybe a few months ago, the Silent Hill HD collection on the PS3. I do have a weird Silent Hill game. It's on the Wii, called Silent Hill Shattered Memories, and it's a unique one. It's very unique. Whereas I was talking to Mejia about it, one of our buddies, Isaac Mejia, um, <clears throat> he was telling me that it's one of the few Silent Hill games where you do, you never have a weapon. What? You that that sounds great. Are you carry dildo? Like, like, no, no, no. You just don't have a weapon, so you always have a sense of fear because you're helpless. So they they manufacture that fear into your character because you can't defend yourself, and you're constantly just trying to stay alive. So you get like a flashlight, and that's it. And, and of course you get stuck to kill, right? You know, well, there's enemies that come after you. You just can't kill them. You just got to try to stay alive or sneak around them. But he says, he, he was telling me too, like, I don't I don't want to quote him, but I remember him saying that it was probably one of his more memorable Silent Hill experiences because there wasn't a Silent Hill like that up until that point. And I don't know, you you know, now that we're, we're kind of, this was kind of segue into PT, is that was something you mentioned in that game, right? Like it was... You had like a sense of helplessness in that one. Oh, absolutely! Like I couldn't imagine playing that game in VR oh. or a full game of it of like that, where you're just because I think that's what they were. I think Shattered Memories is when they were trying to like maybe possibly change the formula a little mm-hmm. to make it a different experience. Because it, it was, was, was that was that the last game before? PT came out as a trailer or no? No. So Shattered Memories came out before uh, Silent Hill, uh, the phone, the mobile version, but it was before Downpour. Okay. So before Downpour, and and I think Book of Memories was only like a like a visual novel. Ah. Uh, but however, I do remember that. Was that was that on PSP? I feel like is that Which one? The Book of Memories. No, the, the visual novel one was on PSP, wasn't yeah, it? it was on it was on PSP and I think uh, the Vita or something. Yeah, it was like a like a an interactive comic book or something. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, but I don't remember if I enjoyed it, but I remember it existing. Yeah, Shattered Memories was it was made on the it was originally a Wii title, then later got ported to PS2 and psp but those two copies of the game are super rare like you're talking 
over a hundred bucks if you wanted to get them. Oh, so you have five of them or what? No, I, I only have the Wii one. And it's only because I got it when it was, when it was cheap. It, I mean, I always... It, it was fun because it did take advantage of, like, the Wii remote. Like, you're running and you're using the remote to point with your flashlight and you see, like, shit. So you're, like, moving all fast. Like, what the fuck? What was that? You know, and then you can hear the remote that would start making noise out of a little speaker. So that like that oh, picture right. I mentioned. So, Dang, did you never beat that one either, huh? I've never. I've only played maybe like a, a couple hours of it, but no, it was too spooky for me. Dang, I need to beat Silent Hill when we hang up. Oh, we'll finish this episode. We'll, do, we'll play tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll open up the, the stream and we'll we'll I'll stream it in there. I think I finally figured out how you guys can watch it in the Discord and hear the audio. Finally, took a while, but. We got me and me and your brother were messing around on a, a couple things like a, a few days ago. And you guys got it figured it out. I think so. Like a, well, we want to do a Nintendo movie night where we can watch Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. That's all you. Yeah, well, why is Sonic the Hedgehog the choice? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Have you seen it? Sonic I've seen it too many times. It's actually pretty good. We'll talk about that after. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, movie. My kids watch it too much, so I'm over it. But, but back to the Hill of the Silence. Um, so the the Hill of the Silence. The, the the series of the franchise actually has two movies. Are any of you guys? I've only seen the first movie, which I thought was cool. But the first movie, if, correct me if I was wrong, was it more of a hybrid of the first two Silent Hill games? Even, yeah, even I would say it's the third, even like because the main character is female. Am I wrong? No, I'm right. So yeah, I feel like it gives more vibes of the third with plotline, maybe hybrid of the first and second. I don't know. I recently watched the the first one, but remember thinking that it it didn't do it justice. It's not good enough, not scary enough to be Silent Hill. You know. Huh. Now, that they added because they didn't that have didn't the the Silent Hill movie have Pyramid Head in it? Yes, it did. Yes. And how have we not talked about Pyramid Head yet? Well, he's the greatest. And Sybil, Sybil was in it too, right? Sybil, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pyramid Head. Uh, so it's like a hybrid. It's kind of like a like a retelling of the original story, but with different aesthetics. Because in the first one, you have uh what is it? I don't think her name was Alessa Gillespie, but the the Lady Gillespie, the one that you meet in the church. And, mm-hmm. you know, and this mm-hmm. one, they follow kind of that storyline and stuff like that. But in the original Silent Hill, you do not fight Pyramid. He didn't come out until, what, part two? Mm-hmm. Or later? No, it's part two. Okay. And he's like a, a character that's synonymous with Resident Evil and... You know, do any of you guys know, like, the backstory or, like, the lore about the Pyramid Head himself? Or do you guys want me to kind of go... Isn't it like your, your dick doesn't work, so you gotta get pills? Oh, my God. Oh, pills. Here we go. So, Pyramid Head... Pyramid Head... We make it make sense, Dave, if you're gonna talk about this. It, it didn't tie in well, because yeah. it didn't make sense. Well, it's going to be my mouth, so I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. So, Pyramid Head, Pyramid Head, also known as the Red Pyramid thing... Uh, Red Pyramid Sankaku Atama 
and the Executioner is a fictional character from the Silent Hill series of survival horror video games. Introduced in the 2001 installment of Silent Hill 2, they're a type of monster that serve as a main antagonist as they stalk James Sunderland, the primary playable character who comes to the town of Silent Hill after receiving a letter from his deceased wife, Mary. The Silent Hill series, particularly the second installment, frequently uses psychological and symbolism. Pyramid represents James' wish to punish wish to be punished for Mary's death. Masahiro Ito, the designer of Silent Hill's Two Monsters, created the character because he wanted a monster with a hidden face. Known for its large triangular helmet that conceals its head, Pyramid lacks a voice, a visible face, and appearance stems from the town's past of a place of execution. So he feels like the executioner role. And so this is like the main, usually when you talk about like monsters, like my, the first enemy that I think of are, the, are enemies in Silent Hill. I always think of the stupid little babies with the knives. But Pyramid Head himself is synonymous with the series. Every time, you know, I, I think, was he, was he in PlayStation All-Stars or something? No, he's in Dead by Daylight, right? Yeah, he's in Dead by Daylight. Okay. Oh, he's also he's also in a uh, new international track and field for the DS and Super Bomberman R as a playable character. That's interesting. I want to very interesting choices. <laughs> I want to see him in, in Bomberman. Honestly, like he is like the 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 icon, almost mascot. Yeah, like the icon, but more as like boss level because you were talking about like. The enemies I think of, and you mentioned little babies with the knives, like, but that's like the standard enemy. He's like the boss, boss. You know what I mean? You got to look at him in a different light. And I think a lot of people consider the nurses with knives the main enemy. Okay. You know, if you ask, like, you know, most people, I think that's what you get. I'm gonna think of the, of those characters. Yeah, but so he, so I've never had any experience with him because who knows it when. Or how long it's going to take me to beat Silent Hill 1. But is he like in the role of say the nemesis in Resident Evil 3. Or the or the more of like the tyrant. You only fight him like once at the end. You know he, he's more nemesis. Like you're going to run into him multiple times throughout the game. Okay. It's going to be like. What does he say like hills? <laughs> you don't say shit, but that was a good job. <laughs> so now, uh, do you guys have it? I mean, I really don't have much. I, you know, I this is one of those games. It's one of my bucket list games that I'm hoping it's like right up there with like Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy VIII, especially with like the PlayStation era. But is there anything else you guys want to add about the Silent Hill games? Like, coming up, would you guys like to see a remake of the first Silent Hill or a new installment in the series? I would absolutely love any additional Silent Hill content. It doesn't matter if it's a remake or a new yeah. a new game. Like, yeah. I would die for it. <laughs> I would kill Dave for it. Oh, I would straight murder Dave. I was guaranteed. What necrophilia can be that? Yeah, I'm down. With that, you guys have a new chat after for that one. But uh, what about you, Chuck? You, would you want to see a remake or a sequel or a, like a continuation? Yeah, I would like either or. If they, were, if they were to do it, I don't know what's taking them so long. Uh, well, I mean, I mean they're, 
out slot machines now. That's why. Uh, uh, yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah Konami, Which I'm okay with too. So that I'm gambling. Konami's a mess. Yeah, we're actually going to be coming up on like uh, I want to say when was uh, PT canceled in 2015, and it was an announced in 2012. Wow! So we're almost going to be wow. ten year the ten year anniversary anniversary of our disappointment of Silent Hill <laughs> playable teaser playable playable teaser yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like the franchise itself, there's always, like, these talks about possibly getting a remaster or a remake. You know, I, I think if they can remaster it now, now with video games being way more popular than they've ever been, I think this game and the world we live in now would do really well. Like, it wouldn't be... It, it could even maybe even reach um, mainstream status because I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about Silent Hill so much. You know, you usually hear about Resident Evil, you know, with the big movie franchises. Mm -hmm. Silent Hill is usually left to the side. Uh Only like the hardcore of hardcore are into Silent Hill. I think giving him a remake would give... Because, I mean, there's way more gamers now. And there's way... You know, games are way more accessible to to anyone. You know, anyone... But honestly, only only real, true gamers beat Silent Hill. That's (laughs) true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't do that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, like I hope they do a new, a remaster of it. I still want to beat the original one because it still has that look. But I'm sure if they do a remaster, it's gonna be like super easy. Like a, t- you know, half the game <laughs> tutorial. Be, by the time you get out of school, that that's when the tutorial ends, and it should be like a walk in the park. But you know, looking back at it, I think the game still stands up very well to today's standards. Like you look back at the 32-bit graphics, the sound, the atmosphere, even the fog, which was just a trick so that they didn't have to render the rest of the game. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, the, the, the graphics rendering yeah. trick, but it, it played so well into the creepy yeah. level of the game. Mm-hmm. I think a few games, a few games try to do that. I think Turok tried doing that on N64, and it just made it annoying. Whereas yeah. Silent Hill, it, it just worked. It was perfect. Yeah, in, in, in fact, I wouldn't even want to clean the version of that. Like you want the fog. Yeah, I would like better controls, but then maybe yeah. make it too easy. Because that's like part of it. I think one game, one playthrough I was doing it, and I was like, I was dodging these guys left and right. And then just recently when I was playing again, I was getting hit by everything. Because I'm trying to conserve my ammo in that damn game. You know, I'm going to beat it tomorrow. Well, you know, you know, when you want to conserve your ammo the most, is is not when you're inside like the hospital and the school. Because those are tight spaces. Yeah. In an open world where you can really stick and move, you really just got to stick oh, and yeah. move your way yeah, through that's it. And there's parts, like, I think in the main halls of the school, you got a good amount of space to kind of, you know, juke juke your way through. But it's when you're in those little-ass rooms or when you can't see. Like, that's the one thing I hate when I can't see what's coming at me. And I'm thinking there's just one. So then, I, you know, I down it and I go walk up to the kick it and there's, like, two more right there. I'm like, what the fuck? It scares the shit out of me. It's, it's like you walk into a room and you hear the sound so you know there's enemies. Yeah, but I'm just shooting angle, blindly, yeah. The literally at you looking at you having walked through the door and you're like I can't see shit yeah I'm just shooting bullets off into the dark 
But, but those are the moments you need to save your bullets for. All those moments. Yeah. Well, I did. I did good on my on my last playthrough. Except for I didn't find the rifle. There's a rifle after you kill that that sandworm, the Beetlejuice Wait, sandworm. You, you, yeah, the Beetlejuice. Like on your new playthrough, you still missed it. You no, can't no, get no, it. No, 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 no. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm just about to get out of the score right now in my new playthrough. Okay, so make sure you get the rifle because also losing a whole gun and any ammo that comes with it is also a huge yeah, loss. Yeah, because I, I think half that game, all I have is rifle ammo. And like, can I just throw these throw these at the enemies? <laughs> Hit them with a the hammer. Throw Give me a hammer. <laughs> throw the single bullets. Hope they choke on them. But yeah, do you guys have anyone else got anything they want to add about Silent Hill before we wrap it up and say our goodbyes? Dave beat it. What about you, Chuck? Is Silent Hill better than Resident Evil, Chuck? Yes or no? Um, no. Ooh. Ray, is Ooh. Silent Hill better than Resident Evil? Yes or no? Uh, there are certain Silent Hill games that are better than certain Resident Evil games. But as a franchise whole, I would say Resident Evil probably takes the W. Especially after Resident Evil uh, 7 and 8. Uh, the are so goddamn good, so scary. Well, also beat Resident Evil Seven. Oh, so good! You gotta be Resident Evil Four still too. Oh, four. Is four? Oh my god, dude! Why are we friends, dude? Like, I hate, like no, four is not only one of the best ones, but it's also not that hard to beat. Yeah, it's I think I'm on the all time. Played it. And I beat it. <laughs> you want do the Wii version of Resident Evil 4. It's not this. Oh, wait. Okay, I can just point at the TV and shoot everything perfectly. <laughs> They're all headshots every time. Yeah, that, that's yeah you, you do that. All right. <laughs> and then I can be, I can hang out with you guys. I can be back on, on the podcast next week. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's up to me. Oh. That really is, yeah. I'm going to get it out. Alright, so what I I think is Resident Evil better than Silent Hill? They're both good. I'll take the easy answer. A fucking loser. I mean, yeah, that's a good Apple, answer. Apples and oranges, right? You can you're allowed to like both. Who no gatekeeping here? I like Apple Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Apple. Yeah. Let's throw in Dino Crisis and Parasite even the MX. Ooh, dude, Dino Crisis. That, that that's a good one. I beat that one. Parasite Eve is great too. Who who, who said they were playing Parasite Eve? Is that you, uh, Yeah. Oh, Dave, that's such a good game. I got it from the theater. That's the beginning. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got it to the beginning. I got up to the first save, and I was like, let's play Rayman. How you didn't even get to the first save, Dave? Where's the first save at? I just told you I was the fucking first save, asshole. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Lines In your fucking ears. Get, come out of your ears. Fucking listen to what I'm saying. All right, so... But yeah, Parasite Eve. <laughs> I still want to talk about Parasite Eve one of these days. We have to do a whole episode on Parasite Eve. I want Parasite Eve. Such a great game. Such a great series. Is it available anywhere digitally? Uh, the PSN. If yeah, the PS3. Yeah, that's I, 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 don't, I don't have a PS3 though. Yeah, yeah, come up on offer. I bet yeah, games out there are cheaper, dude. Get like a. Don't pay more than sixty bucks for a PS3. Yeah. Right. I get it quick because the PSN is going to be shutting off. I want to say in the no, way. they're lying. Something weird's going on, but yeah, Paris Damn, I want to play it. There's a third one, but don't play that one. Heard that one's the worst. Yeah, 
that happens. They, they made it like a shooter, like action, like over to like through Gears of War style. Oh, that's right. I remember actually. I remember that now that you mentioned it. Why do they do that to fucking games? Because like, like, hey, I don't know. Don't like, like, hey, you love this? We're gonna completely change it. Yeah, they're like, hey, this is selling really well in the U.S. Let's make this game just like this one. You know, because I think yeah. Gears, Gears of War was doing really good. Well, Gears of War was a fun fucking game. Yeah, so they were trying to copy that style. Making like a shooter. I don't know. Alright, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Let's go around the room and say where to, see where the listeners can find you guys on the, the social media. Yeah. Like, we'll let Chuck lead us off. Where can the listeners find you, Chuck, if they want to see your cool stuff on the internet? Chuck, <laughs> he found where? where where can the listeners like, find you on online? Chugzilla eight twenty one. That's your Instagram because I think it cut out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram. Now, what about you, Ray? Ray, where can where can we see you? You're at a uh, at constructive criticism. Yeah, I wish it was constructive. What's your, what's your OnlyFans? Um, oh, my OnlyFans is uh, I love Dave. Oh, uh, no, that's okay. Because he rewired my butthole. No, uh, in my, in my, my Instagram is Racegram812. I also have a real estate one, which I wish I knew right now because it would be a good chance to promote myself. But I, I think it, it, might, might, just my house. House. it might just be Ray Estate. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I have a Twitter. I don't even know my name on Twitter. <laughs> I got Reddit. I don't know the name there. I don't know. They were really bad at this. Y'all want to know where I'm at? Add me on Instagram and then DM me and I'll get back to you with the rest. If, if you really want to know. Or find, or find you in our Discord. One of our productive yes. people in there. Yes, I'm very active in the Discord because I love these dudes. And I'm glad. You know, I'm going to rewind real quick. This podcast and the Discord has given me a chance to reconnect and talk to people like Ralph and a couple other people a lot more, and I really enjoy it. So, yes, find me there. Oh, it's a hard one to follow up, but we're going to make Dave follow up after that. So, Dave, where can we find you? <laughs> um, uh, under the name Dave Rewired, wherever it's on the internet. Really good stuff. Lots of charity, lots of praise. Love, they were loving me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Good job, Dave. Good job, me. You can find me on Twitter at underscore mans. That's R E L P H underscore M A N Z. You can find the podcast everywhere you find your podcast just by searching up Brutendo. We're on Instagram at Brutendo and on Twitter, Brutendo as well. So thank you guys. Sorry it's been a little bit of a delay, you know, between episodes. But you know, Dave's been busy. Yeah, it's me. No, my Monday drives have sucked without Brutendo. Live happens, but hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna change that. So you guys have a good night. Thanks for coming on, Ray and Chuck. We appreciate you guys coming in the last minute. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, uh, we'll have to have you guys on again. And Dave, it's always a pleasure. Of course, it's for you. You guys have a good night, and we'll catch you around. Peace out, y'all.